0: This is the Video Jumpyard Podcast. I'm here, here.
1: A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest, darkest fantasies. It's alive.
0: It's alive. It's alive. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. and I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, Hello.
2: From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half man, half ape, with the strength of 20 demons. It's time. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I am Eric L. Branson. with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? It's going oh, good. Oh, hot and
0: sticky. Hot yeah. and <laughs> sticky. Like I said, Emphasis going on, good. on the sticky, not so much <laughs> the hot, but... Yes, yeah. those uh,
2: hot summer nights,
0: right? Oh, That's God. right. What the past couple di- nights we've had some like Remember nice, means, cool so <laughs> nights, and then the day we have to fucking do a podcast where I have to be sealed off in the room, minimize the noise, is when it's fucking hot. <laughs> yes. I have I
1: have to like prepare since I record in the garage when it's not freezing. Yeah, um, uh, have to like prepare things in the summer like oh how hot is it gonna be okay i need to go out at this time and just open up the garage and just start cooling it off (laughs) because there have been sometimes i didn't and oh my god by the time we get done recording i'm like just sweltering so yeah nothing like like a you know guy sitting in his garage at one in the
2: morning just sitting there sweaty yelling at his computer (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's 2022 that's a more normal thing than you think that's true (laughs) that is true (laughs) uh yeah, That's I always I always brag or, or humble brag like, oh, I get to record in my nice cool basement. So it's a it's about the warmest time of year down in the basement, and it gets to be about a sweltering seventy at the warmest down here. So so.
1: Well, I I, I, I just had it, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I just had some electrical work done here, so hopefully I can get a space heater going in the winter and still at least
2: recording here most of the time, but. Nice. Yeah, it may I may be a seen. little little chilly. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> right, you look like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. By the end of the show, yeah, I'm just, just like, yes. shivering, <laughs> icicles yeah. coming off the face. So, All right, but uh, yeah. So there, okay. So there, we've done the old man weather report. Yes, <laughs> that was more the inside your garage slash yeah um, recording space weather report. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Uh, what else has been new with you guys anything uh exciting going on
1: uh
2: camping cool went camping yeah. this weekend and
1: uh you know so
2: that was fun we, we went and uh stayed with um my cousin and my sister's family in a cabin so it was kind of campy ish but oh that's cool if you count you know having air conditioning and you know indoor plumbing camping but that's still fine so uh, yeah yeah yeah, it was fun. It was a good good weekend. So, nice. Nice. How about you, cool. Ryan?
0: I uh busted my ass last week uh trying to post each day like new artwork that I was making mm-hmm. the past couple months. Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw Star every Wars, single post yeah. and
2: hopefully I loved and shared them enough. So, yeah. those are great. Yeah. Oh, you I'm should, watching you you should plug Not. what you're selling and where people can get it. You have an opportunity, you know, six or seven people that listen will be all over that. Yeah. So. So.
0: Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what it is right now is uh, I made... I have some original work that I turned into posters that I'm selling, as well as I did some original paintings, like fan art of uh, some Star Wars characters. But me going my uh weird ways no no one famous it's like just the characters uh not even fully characters just mainly imperial designs that i like like the viper probe droid uh i was a big fan of the shore trooper design it it just Mm -hmm. has like the coolest vibe to me from rogue one as well as uh the death trooper and i threw bosk the lizard bounty hunter in there as well so it's just like that was that was it and i was i don't yeah, know what was going the boss. on i mean i
2: like all of them a lot but
0: yeah yeah i'm really proud of them and it was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna sell these so this is like uh eight by tens uh and i put them up at this um local nerd bar near me called binary uh which they will be changing ownership and name probably later on in the fall but i getting in what i can why i know who i know uh but they uh they put up my wor- uh let me put up my work up there which i did but it's available to anybody and i sell it through my shop at terrastelestudio.bigcartel.com uh, uh but yeah like we've like I've, I've seen one of i think it was you eric i assume it's always you who shared on uh through the junkyard i think one of the photos uh yes with, yeah i think the I, link is on there i too. shared
2: a couple to our story i think if that's you know if i'm doing that correctly
0: but, <laughs> stories come and yeah, go so, but i yes. i'm pretty sure you shared like a post we don't know i
2: shared shared like a cup one or yeah. two of them as well yeah i try i try to do both when i can because yeah you know,
0: yeah but it's cool work i you know i do what i can with it it's yeah it's legit.
2: fantastic I, everybody I go out good and about it. buy a couple of them especially if you're a star wars geek like we are so
0: yeah because I'm definitely not making the posters for the Star Wars stuff. Because uh, I don't need that empire to come down on me. Not that I'm worried about that per se, but I don't want to take any chances. I have weird luck. Yeah. yeah. Finally get recognized, and it's recognized through a cease and desist. <laughs> like, oh, okay, no, that's fine. The
2: good well, thing yeah. about getting a C and D is that you know people are paying attention. so You know, and <laughs> you, the, the uh, word choice of empire there is uh, telling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right yeah um <laughs> cool. I don't have good, a good segue though to our film. yeah, yeah. <laughs> good segue though no seriously because it's has got someone, like t- someone dra- dragged my ass out to Bruges yeah, yeah. that's true art, Take assassin or bounty hunters yeah and that, you know? and that yeah.
2: also that evil empire you're referring to is famous for fairy tales and some say this is a fairy tale city that uh this film that we watched takes place in <laughs> that's so. very true as well yeah <laughs> Of course, that film is 2008's In Bruges. What is it you've done, Raymond? Murder, father. Why did you murder someone, Raymond? For money. Who did you murder for
1: money, Raymond? You, father. After I killed them, I walked home to await instructions. Get to Bruges. Bruges, Bruges.
2: Bruges? Where's that?
1: It's in Belgium. For two weeks. In Bruges? In a room like this? With you? No way. Been to the top of the tower? Guidebook says it's a must-see. Well, you ain't going up there. Why? It's all windy stairs, I'm not being funny. What exactly are you trying to say?
2: There are a bunch of elephants. Mr. Blakely? Yes? You have a message?
1: Number one, why aren't you in when I told you to be in? You better be in when I call again or they'll be now to pay up. I'm telling you. He swears a lot, doesn't he?
2: Go out. go out. where?
0: The pub. Yes. Harry, I've got an idea. I'm gonna go back to my room, jump into the canal, see if I can escape. If you go outside and round the corner, you can shoot at me from there and try and get me.
2: I'll go outside, then which way? Right or left?
0: You go right, don't you?
1: Okay, on account of one, two, three, go. Who says it? Oh, you
2: say it. You guys are crazy. One, two, three, go. Ray,
1: you're about the worst tourist in the whole world. If I'd grown up on a farm and was retarded, Bruges might impress me, but I didn't, so it doesn't.
2: Shame, my girlfriend. She's a prostitute. I didn't any prostitutes in Bruges. Just have to look in the right places. Brothels are good.
1: An Uzi? I'm not from South Central Los Angeles. I want a normal gun for a normal person. Maybe that's what hell is. The entire rest of eternity spent in Bruges.
2: Back off, shorty. You don't know karate. Ah. Uh, Directed by Martin McDonough. Um, starring, of course, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Rafe Fiennes, um, and among others. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a small enough you cast, guys,
0: you think we would have the energy to finish it, but <laughs> I don't blame you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just click, I do that thing where I clicked away from it, but, uh... Um, I hear you. I, and I was also trying to think and pronounce properly the name of, um a couple of the other actors in the movie. So um let's try that again. Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleason, Ray Fines, uh Clements Posey, uh Jordan Prentice, and um Young Yeah. The who's Attica. the guy I, I I'm gonna butcher it. I know him from other things. I think he was in um Oh gosh, what's the um I don't know, some T V work, but is it Jenko Ivanic? His is his Last name jelko It starts with a Z, but I don't think that it really sounds that way. Anyway, oh, I am. He's, going... he's a great actor, rec- yeah. recognizable face. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays the ca- the Canadian in uh, this movie. But anyway, oh,
0: that guy. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, <laughs> not uh... a very Canadian name. What is a Canadian name? Don't know. Ryan. Moving on.
2: Yeah, uh, and also just because I have to throw this in because of uh, who I am and uh, my Doctor Who obsession. Matt Smith supposedly started a deleted scene of this movie as a young Harry Waters, so he played a young version of In a Deleted Scene, which I have not actually seen, but uh, early acting role. Interesting.
1: Oh, very interesting. interesting. Um, Had you guys seen this one before?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. How about you? (laughs) I had,
1: but only one time a couple years after it came out, and uh, remember really liking it, but
2: actually didn't remember much about it, so this was a, a good one to revisit. Yeah. yeah, I I slept on this one for a little while, read a lot of, like, really good things about it, and then didn't see it and didn't see it. Let's say, what, what did we say? It came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. So I probably saw it in, like, I, like 2012. Like, it was a, getting old by the time I saw it. And then I was uh, super impressed with it and was like, why didn't I see this before? Because, uh, I don't know, anyway. But, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. But I'd only seen it once before.
0: I only saw it once as well, and it was probably around <laughs> the same time as Eric. It might have been 2013. 13 or 24 most likely 2014 maybe um i watched it in a film appreciation course when i was in college oh. uh so this is not one i chose to watch but was forced upon me and i was pleasantly uh, surprised by it and quite enjoyed it and i do remember i i was surprised how much i actually remembered uh yep. but it was slowly yeah. being revealed as a as a as a Healed out, but yeah, I was excited to rewatch this. I remember definitely enjoying it.
2: Uh, let's get you a quick synopsis of uh, this one um, from the back of the DVD box. Colin Farrell, Academy Award winner Ray Fine star in this edgy, action-packed comedy filled with thrilling chases, spectacular shootouts, and an explosive ending you won't want to miss. Uh, hitmen Ray and Ken have been ordered to cool their heels in the storybook city of Bruges. It's in Belgium. After finishing a big job. But since hitmen make the worst tourists, they soon find themselves in the life-and-death struggle of comic proportions against one very angry crime boss. Uh, get ready for the outrageous and unpredictable fun you will have with In Bruges. Okay, so that's that's a terrible synopsis, so it, it works in our favor that we'll talk a bit more about it,
0: so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's In Bruges, what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, they gave, they gave you the joke.
2: gist of the movie, so, yeah, so
0: yeah i mean it is pretty straightforward and, and, it, it is groups. but it, it
1: and it kind of goes back and forth it really teeters on the edge of it's truly like a dark comedy but it's got some pretty yes heavy themes to mm-hmm. it um so but it's it, also
2: yeah, it, we, we talked about this a bit last week with uh, repo man but it's all it's also being very dark it's also very funny like this is a very funny movie laugh out loud funny at moments oh yeah so, oh it is yeah. oh yeah
1: so, so, yeah. yeah, we've got Ray and Ken. Um, Ray is... Uh, uh, Colin
0: Farrell. Colin Farrell.
1: Um, yeah. And Ken is uh, Brennan Gleeson. And, yeah, yeah they're, they're here because Ray screwed up big time. Ray, right. Ray he was supposed to assassinate a priest, and he did, but he also accidentally kills a young boy in the church while doing so. Mm-hmm. And just because he, like, so
0: unloaded, like, a clip into the priest. Yeah. And one of them went right through and hit the kid in the head.
1: Yeah. So they're, the crime boss, played by Ray Fiennes, uh, doesn't like that very much. He has, like, a soft spot for that kind of thing. So he's, like, he's a crime boss with, you know, heart. Um, yeah, kind honor. Of. It's an and honor. honor thing. Kind of. I was going to say um, honor. He
2: doesn't have a whole lot of heart, I don't think. That's, yeah. that's no, a different thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, no, so no. he
1: sends him off here. And little does uh, Ray know that Ken
2: has actually been sent there to kill him. So, yeah. yeah. That's where well, you well, that's Ken, th- yeah. Ken gets the order about a quarter mm-hmm. in, a quarter of the way into this movie. Sure. It, it, this, uh, this plot unveils very nicely. It's a Slowly, very well-written yeah. script. I think it was nominated for uh, Best Original Screenplay the year. It came out mm-hmm. well-deserved. I, I don't think it won it, but it should have I probably. Uh, I well, don't care what it was up against. It's a great script, but...
0: It's it's a pretty straightforward uh, and good story, but it's it's also simple. But what the main weight is uh, intentionally is characters. <laughs> like 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 you were saying, this this unravels pretty slowly. Yes, we don't really know why they're there. Like we just get them when they show up there, uh, and it does unravel. But as it unravels, you just kind of get these personality quirks of each character, and you kind of see the faults. And, well, as like the lovable factors that really, so when the plot elements start to kick in one yep. piece at a time, it really kind of makes you have to sit, honestly, in this gray area, and that's the entire movie, is this interest in gray area, both the dark and the light. Another, neither one of them, you don't know who wins. Uh, right, metaphorically. Well, and you kind
2: of have the situation where all throughout the film you have these three characters. Well, we'll say three because of, of Harry later in the mm-hmm. film comes in. Yeah, you have these three characters that are certainly morally gray, uh, if not, you know, they're hitmen. So if not Gray's even pushing it, they're they're you know pretty morally questionable. But yet they spend a good amount of time in this film moralizing, and uh, the characters themselves grow on you. So you you get to like these people like these characters you're spending time with um especially ken but i think ken, i yeah. think even even ray in his you know kind of just being a belligerent jerk at first and but then you start to understand a little bit more about him and he becomes a little more likable character as well um yeah. so yeah it kind of puts you as the viewer into this morally gray area as as well because you kind of yeah start well to...
1: and and that really fits perfect with the theme of this, which is this kind of purgatory that they're in, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a, a major theme throughout the film is is purgatory, including you know art references to Hieronymus Bosch, yeah, and, yep. um, heavily, yeah, and and, all and all also quite a lot of references to another classic film, um, Don't Look Now,
2: yeah, the, yep, the '73 the yeah, Rogue film, yeah,
1: which I mean, there's a ton of <laughs> nods to that in this. <laughs> Um, just that is not nearly as funny. So, yeah, and I—that's really what I like too—is as you were saying, Ryan, like the story unfolds, and and like you guys were saying, you you start to like some of these characters a little bit more because you're learning more about them. But they're also processing things. They're really flawed, but they're processing, and that's kind of what you do in purgatory, right? Is is your it's that in between? So it it's really well crafted, uh, in in that sense, uh, especially and especially yeah. with the, the also with the kind of you said fairy tale type setting of this city which is gorgeous like i yeah. want to go there <laughs>
2: yeah it's um the i think a lot of the things it almost such, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it almost yeah. works as a you know a bit of a postcard from from bruges in a lot of ways because it features like i i feel like you get a sense of kind of what the city's like, and they they, <laughs> uh, in the beginning, Ken goes through a whole long list of you know things factoids about the city. You know it's the most well preserved medieval city in Europe, and all of this stuff. And it's kind of like you're thinking by the end of it, like, ooh, like uh, I think I'd like to go there someday. And then, hmm. then yeah, I'm sure you get fifty percent of your audience that are the Kens, like we all have that reaction, I think. And then you probably have the other fifty percent that are the you know the Rays that are like, fuck this, let's get to the. <laughs> get to the good stuff I, here so like yeah
0: again that's a good example of how well this movie balances out but yeah the, um the things in this the way the cinematography in this movie of when you're not getting the characters uh it's the other character honestly is the environment is bruges itself yeah um and it it it's interesting because uh, joe you pointed out the purgatory as well uh that like it, there's no escape too like literally mm-hmm. when uh, jumping ahead here, right? When even when Ray was trying to get out of Bruges, he got thrown back <laughs> into Bruges uh, yeah, yeah. because of. But the thing that's so interesting—it's not out of nowhere—all these circumstances that happen within the city, like that's another cool thing about this narrative and and how clever it was written, is that nothing goes to waste. Everything will eventually come back mm-hmm, yeah. again. And that's partly because Bruges is a small city, I'm I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Um, and hints hence the joke, it's kinda like a middle of nowhere kind of thing that but or it could be a wonderful place. And that balancing but <laughs> the,
2: the th- really good line that Rafe Fine says towards the end of it like you kind of like Oh, he's saying something about it being one of his favorite places, and he's like, "Why the, why the fuck's it have to be in Belgium?" And he's like, "Well, if it was somewhere great, <laughs> then everybody would come here, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's in Belgium, so you know, it's got this quaint little ap- like atmosphere. So, yeah. Anyway, it's
0: funny. I like, but like, you know. if you fall into it, you just come back in. But uh, I mean, it—the whole thing is a circle again, like the purgatory kind of elements, and like, mm-hmm. uh, there's some meta elements because there there there's this they're filming of course the movie in bruges yeah. but within the movie itself there is a film going on in bruges and that's again not out of nowhere it like it does come up throughout and it does introduce mm-hmm. some characters move the plot along and ultimately that's where it ends and it's kind of fascinating yeah. uh if you want to dive no. down no. into it this movie does not beat you over the head with this it is just no. here it's, yeah it's a really in great part.
2: screenplay because of all those reasons the way things kind of just yeah nothing is wasted um you know things develop at a at a, at a good pace but it's never it never gives you any moments of you know plot driven dialogue or hitting you over the head with anything it's very yeah. um yeah it develops very naturally it's uh mm-hmm. good yeah but you you um,
1: mentioned the uh the film they're shooting in the movie the movie in the movie um <clears throat> And that's where we meet some of our supporting cast as well. Uh, Chloe, yes. who's the production assistant for the film. Drug dealer. An, also yeah. a local drug dealer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: the set drug dealer, I think, specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she has connections to some of these crime members, crime syndicate members that are, you know... Well, she also has based. a
2: partner, Eric, who is who is like her person that she does like stick-ups with so she's obviously yeah. she's also like a, a small time criminal as well yeah they were. being a drug tourists. dealer so yeah
0: yeah yep. <laughs> which was made uh but then there's also jimmy jimmy yeah Yep. jimmy <laughs> the jimmy. american actor little person they use the words midget and dwarf interchangeably a lot in this movie they do yeah and, um,
2: and mainly it's ray who is about as uncouth as anybody about yeah yeah so he insists yeah. on saying, although he gets it towards the end. is he? He has this redemption arc, and he even starts to call him a dwarf towards the end instead of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's
1: but... played by Jordan Prentice. Um, mm-hmm. yes, who's who's really good because I, his he's excellent in this. When uh, yeah, at first he's kind of a stuck-up you know actor, and then you find out he's like a, a racist cokehead. <laughs> and then he goes back to being kind of a humbled yet stuck up actor so it's yes, yeah. like
0: i think like that's again the complicated nature mm-hmm. of everyone in this purgatory that is bruges is like yeah not ev- everyone has some terrible fucking elements and mm-hmm. other people have some fucking wonderful ones like when like learning about ken you think he's so lovable but later on when you start learning that they're hitmen just like you know you gotta remember yeah. he fucking straight out kills people
2: like yeah yeah he <laughs> seems it's... very grandfatherly and
0: and wise and all these things and yeah but you and forget that then...
2: the
0: murderer I, <laughs> I think the switch with like uh ken is is harry played by Ra- uh ralph what is it again rafe oh,
2: yeah rafe fine. It, yeah it yeah rafe is rafe out. he okay, prefers it, it to ralph.
0: be pronounced rafe. Yeah. i mean then it's whatever it's voldemort it it's ralph <laughs> on paper that's fine it's on (laughs) ralph it's on that's what it is i read it but yeah it's right um anyways harry is actually a pretty good um opposite to him because right Mm -hmm. you hear this man on the phone most of the movie and he just sounds like thoughtful but unpleasant like well-intentioned but way down to business first and foremost and kind of potentially cruel and very short fused Mm -hmm. Um, which, when they finally show him over the phone, and he just loses his shit when Ken tells him, yeah, I'm not killing Ray," and just slams it repeatedly, and the wife comes up, <laughs> and my favorite fucking line, she's just like, crazy. It's a fucking inanimate object. You're a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> uh, but then later, like I, I a like few that he apologizes later, for. Yeah. Yes, he he tells his kids, "Hey, I'm going away." He seems like a nice father, and he does apologize to his wife, which is unexpected. He goes, "I gotta go to mm-hmm. Bruges." Like fucking why? <laughs> is, is, um, Where everybody that, every time they mention
2: Bruges to a character the first time, they're like, "Where the fuck is Bruges?" Like it's right. like yeah. But, which I think kind of like emulates the, most of the audience's yeah. reaction to like what is this all about i'm unfamiliar with this so it's it's funny
0: but it's like um it, it it adds to this whole it adds to the humor of everything like the this this balance and thing of the dark it again the darkness with the humor is this fascinating uh it kind of really just leaves you in this interest and in state and it does it so well um but yeah the humor we should yeah. talk about that
1: oh yeah, it's it's very
0: dry, um, but I. Love it is. It. It's it's really kind of like weird. The Office in a weird way for me.
1: Yeah, it, it does. This there is almost there's such an well the the way it's shot is so intimate. It almost has that kind of, like you said, office that the the fake documentary style to it. Not yeah. overtly, Not this, but
0: this isn't fake documentary. Show. No, but, but yes, it, it, the, it has that, It of gives dialogue. you the same kind of
1: feel. Um, yeah. yeah, and and the the dialogue yeah really pushes that. Um, and it's just there are different styles of humor in this as well. Um, the, and yeah. and the well obviously and then the actor's delivery. But uh, Gleason, you know, he usually has this kind of gruff. You know, he's usually kind of the grouchy Irish guy, mm-hmm. and you know, which you'll think back to when we talked about him in uh like placid. You Lake Pl- know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but. Um, but in this one, yeah, especially kind of just going back to what you guys were saying about how you know everybody here has this bad you know aspect to them. and him, you know, he seems grandfatherly, like you said, but yeah, you know, he's he's still a killer. Notice we don't really see him do much rough shit though on screen. No, and nope. so if, when he gets here, like he's kind of if if we have all these characters in purgatory, he's the one who's kind of learning to accept and learning to let go and to you know. He he's a little ahead of the curve, um, yeah. He almost would so the sense
2: that he's almost found his way out of out of whatever the purgatory is. But he's trying yeah. to bring Ray along with him. Is yeah. the reason he's exactly kind of and, why he is there.
1: And it's neat to see Brennan Gleeson with with his his lines of of especially comedic dialogue in this in this much more softer way than what we're used to seeing him on screen. Like I said, he's usually kind of growling at somebody. And this, it's his insults are even. A little bit, or his delivery, the, the jokes that are, are coming out of him, you know, are a little mm. bit different. For example, the, uh, the. They're a little bit more uh, subtle. Yeah, that that's say. what it is. Thank you. The word was escaping yeah. me. Um, when the the, the large bodied American family um, comes up and, and Ray <laughs> yeah. just brutally insults him, what does he call them?
2: Elephants. And then he kind of picks yeah. a fight uh, with them and stuff. And then Ray tries comes, to be yeah. subtle for about three seconds and then just goes, oh, well, you're, yeah, just yeah. throws it out the window. And then here
1: comes Ken, who's just saying yeah. this, like, nice thing, like, oh, you want to be careful, it's a very narrow ledge. <laughs> it's just
2: the timing of it is great. <laughs>
0: but then later on, like, the like, in the third yeah. act... Like, because nothing's uh,
2: wasted, right? It's
0: Nothing's wasted. In the third act, yeah. that's brought up again when uh, Harry and Ken are trying to go up to the tower to... Yeah. Harry's going to kill Ken. Uh, and the fucking uh, Attendance is "Like, no, it's closed earlier today. Uh, an American had a heart attack up the stairs." <laughs> and yeah. <it's> yeah. Like... <laughs> yep. Um. So is that was um, God, yeah. There was other thing I was gonna add to that, but I can't remember now for the life of me. Oh no, it had to do with the dialogue. They they go on tangents. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of just like stay in that moment, and the moments last. Longer than you think, uh, which is great, and I think the best example. Well, anytime like they're just trying to get for like go forward the conversation. Definitely with Ray and Ken, um, uh, somebody one of them, mainly Ray usually, like fixates on one thing, which derails the main point of the conversation, and then it goes in this completely different tangent, which is great. But I think the greatest moment of that is actually not with ray and ken but with harry and ken over the phone when um harry uh was asking ken like if if ray was in the building and ken just pretended that it's as if he was (laughs) and it just keeps going on um (laughs) his kind of like not very convincing
2: (laughs) acting like he's talking (laughs) to ray and yeah
0: was oh. he taking a number one or a number two? Or was he was he taking a wee or a poo? That's what he said. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> and then it comes back yeah. up again. <laughs> it's just like very... But that's the thing. Also, well, it feels very real. That's yeah, what's so funny the, about The these conversational
2: style. And I would say, like, it, it, it's kind of a... There was a, even a couple decades. The 90s and then the first decade of, of the 2000s, I think, this was a very... The arts. style. This was a style of thing where, um, or of, of screenwriting or screenplays that your exposition and most of the action and what's going on in your film kind of takes place throughout a series of conversations. And one could argue that almost you know all pieces of drama are kind of that because that's how we you, know, uh, you yeah. know stage and screen. That's how we get information across. However, uh, this is a case where like not a whole lot else. Happens yeah. besides a series of conversations. Like we we do eventually in the third act get some you know some action quote unquote. But um, but yeah they're 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 let they're longer scenes and they're let they kind of unpack and you get to really I feel like you really quickly get to know these two characters very well um, and especially once you start to find out the way that uh, Ray is kind of processing what happened and you know first he's he's in this like stage of just being a total jerk right about everything he's unhappy about being in Bruges, and then and then yeah. once you find out about the kid that he's killed in the and how they botched the hit or how he botched the hit and what's really going on um and you start then they start to show you a little bit of what's you know what he what's really going on when he's not being snarky with with mm-hmm. you know uh, ken and it starts to explain like well, okay why that's maybe we're not seeing the real ray in those first few scenes we're seeing a guy who's kind of covering for really uh really struggling right now <laughs> because yeah. of what's happened well, to him beforehand so
0: they even like slowly reveal that one that ken brought ray into this family hence why ken has to be the one that is ordered to take him out and not only that that was ray's first first hit yeah. like you find that out like in the third fucking act or at the end of yeah. the second act it's just like oh shit <laughs> it's like wow, because you, you don't really it, what, get that feeling throughout the fucking movie. I think it movie. was in the like, scene you feel like Ray's. Is...
2: Yeah, in the scene when um, because because uh, Ken is ordered uh to kill we, which we we talked about, ordered to kill Ray, and uh, he shows up at a park where Ray has gone, follows him to a, tails him to the park, yeah, and um, gets there just as Ray is about to kill himself out of guilt so he puts the gun to his head and uh as you know as ken's pointing a, a gun at the back of his head then you know something snaps in ken and he's like oh no and he stops him from doing it and then i think that's the point where ken decides no i'm not gonna kill him i'm gonna put him on this train but i think it's in that conversation just following that that we find out it was his first hit like i think that's that's where we're at when we get yeah, that but... information it was either just, just slightly before or after that but
0: yeah
2: but yeah well, so we get yeah. little bits about these characters throughout and the scenes are planted well, so. well even and that scene is you know,
0: fucking de-escalated mm-hmm. very quickly with humor <laughs> like <laughs> I wasn't going to yeah. kill you you sure can. you look like you're really going to fucking kill me <laughs> <laughs> did,
1: they did go into a little bit I mean just because we are talking about like the motivations for some of these characters like yeah this is Ray's first hit and he's going after a priest for some pretty I don't want to say good reasons but you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, mm, it's not like oh because you know you, it's like a loan shark thing. It's, you know, so it's a there's I, a
0: mafia tie of some kind.
1: Th- yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. He's like yeah, you do see them as hitmen. This is his first one, and yeah, killers sure, but even you know the the how shaken Ray is by this whole situation. You know, like you said, that's why he's being snarky and everything, but yeah he um i don't know like there there's you're you're already dealing with characters that are moldable for some form of redemption um yeah. which yeah. isn't always easy to do with you know a character like that like a hitman or <laughs> you know someone so it it's uh it does a good job of starting to set that stage early on like yes these are bad guys but this is the this is the shit they're going through which kind of kind of already leans them towards some form of redemption
0: yeah so. and again it kind of does that with every character like it does. every character doesn't just have a bad have, it's like a, an extra, a major character flaw like we mm-hmm. learn with jimmy when he's coked up and he's talking about race yeah. wars yeah and then again when the conversation gets tangented by ray going like but what about the 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 black and white dwarves black where they have to fight each other yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> um i think yeah. what one line always makes he, me laugh is like which side is the vietnamese going to be on the blacks well then i'm definitely fighting for the blacks if you're not going to take the vietnamese <laughs> that comes up.
2: Again. yeah that's that's one of those conversations it's <laughs> a great example or scenes is a great example where you're talking about a seat of a conversation or a scene going on much longer than you think and going in a direction that you don't really expect it to go <laughs> like, yeah right keeps going and, it's not like this one little bit of jimmy being you know uh, a racist and uh but yeah, it gets all the way to you know Ken talking about his deceased wife. Um, yeah, who is black and, and being that Ken is so genuine throughout the movie, there's no reason to you know believe there's no reason to think he just made that up on the spot to like be argumentative. I, I, I assume that that's
0: you know a true story so mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I yeah. mean it's fascinating to see like how people kind of like like you have the hitman. And you know, like, well, these these people kill people, and not only that, Ray says midget way too much to this little person, and and then Jimmy oh, turns. Ray says a bunch of really awful stuff. Period, like to everybody. Right. <laughs> but then, then, then it gets turned around where Jimmy's just like says these horrifically racist things. Not like it could be a lot worse, but it's still, it is still like a touch up. And then they're both just like, oh, this is bad, and it's just, again, yeah. it's interesting the question of morality and how we just play off of one another and it's just like yes that's right <laughs> like there are some bad attributes but the again you have the characters like where jimmy he didn't double down on his stance he's like i'm sorry i'm that happens when i'm on coke i don't do yeah, any that. Of that. The and they're like, <laughs> like it was the cocaine and it's just like jimmy apparently is just an awful person on drugs <laughs> <It's> from like because <laughs> what is it he walks up uh ray walks up to my why, why didn't you say hi to me he was. I said, "I'm high on ketamine at the time. I wasn't waving to anybody. Maybe a horse, because like earlier they explained that ketamine's a horse tranquilizer." So it's like, what?
2: So, and why'd you give that to a dwarf?
0: God, the way that yeah, Ray just like... loses it too. It's like, oh, you could kill the little bastard. And It's just like the way he fixated. Yeah. Kind of like when Ken was talking about like fighting an older man with martial arts in a bottle like ray was fixated on that one um it's like what is a fucking 50 year old man doing learning karate <laughs> and then later on <laughs> uses karate on jimmy like the karate chop to his fucking clavicle <laughs> so this yeah, movie does nice. a good job of setting up a joke and then they pay f- and it, you get the payoff like slowly later on and it feels good it feels like you're part of something
2: yeah it also um, makes the whole thing feel really complete like well thought out yeah like screenplays
0: that are like that are where
2: there's just not a wasted moment everything's playing in somehow everything's interwoven and it, you know it makes you feel like you're maybe it makes you feel like you're watching a smart movie or something I don't know but it, it all fits together and works very nicely and it's yeah. not every screenplay as you know as we
0: know that can pull that off like it's no. there's only like one real uh, unresolved thing and that's the end of the movie which is a very fast it leaves you like, yeah. with a heavy weight like yeah like, so you're the one who's are... meant to judge at the end
2: yeah and we we should quickly talk or not necessarily quickly but before we get to the the ending and um mm-hmm. of course i'd really talk about, again, about the, the same... yeah no, know the third act when we finally get harry we talked a little bit about when we first see harry in london yeah. with his family but uh when we get harry to bruges and um Kind of the way that he uh, becomes the third part of the 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 trifecta Uh of these these hitmen, these moralizing kind of gray area hitmen, because he's very much the same in that. um, Very. (laughs) He's in the words of Ken, he is a bit of a cunt for sure. There is, uh, (laughs) like, um, I think that's a a very (laughs) apt description. But he's, he's he's certainly got a, um, the same kind of like gray, kind of ambivalent moral character i think so yeah uh, he also it's also a good performance uh by ray fines and he's a little little bit out of what you usually see him doing you know but
1: yeah i i did have a question is are we sure that harry not harry um that ken isn't gay um i mean he that was a joke made by I See think. that's the thing, and so which, I'm sorry. I'm like behind what you guys were talking about, but it was just a thought I had then. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, <laughs> you know, when, he, when no, we brought a thing bad. about his wife, right? Like he yeah. tells that. Was he bullshitting? I don't know. It's just I, I can't. I can't tell because there's the, there is the joke earlier on when he's like, "I'll have a gay beer for my gay friend," right?
2: Um, and then but, later
0: on, he says, "I'll have but, a gay beer again."
2: Yeah. Yeah, and just I, but colin farrell calls the belgian the belgian beers gay beers throughout that's the entire true. movie yeah so, like, i just i don't know and he but, calls his 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 pint of whatever a regular beer and a gay beer for my gay friend is the like, <laughs> i will point out that ken did have a wedding band okay okay yeah, yeah and, and i don't know like that's a, the only mention you get of, of anything about him in that regard is that that scene with jimmy where it finally goes to that point and he's like well my you know my wife who is now deceased yeah. was black and and and
0: you ray know ray even I, called out the man who did i who did the kill and like afterwards i like, could caught him so if i feel like it was a confirmed okay true story okay. Yeah. i, I could, feel yeah. like just, I
2: just given the character we get to know ken is very sincere like he doesn't really right. have a lot of bullshitter right. in him like had ray, had ray said it it'd be a totally different story um i tend to believe him but i, I mean i guess we don't know it, it, it certainly could have been an argumentative you know i think it's just b-
1: because of you know this movie came out in 2008 and even to this day they still struggle with how to portray gay characters on the screen sometimes right it, like a yeah, natural yeah. sense the, I, I guess what i'm trying to say is this character could have been and it wouldn't yeah. have changed anything like it could no it that you know nope. could have worked. So I don't know. It, it, even the first time I saw this, I thought that was ambiguous a little. But I guess yeah, there's some lines of dialogue no, I, I just I, may I, have missed them both times.
2: It, I it, it I I had the totally same feeling better. when
0: I watched it in the beginning, and then when the mm-hmm. wife part came up, and all oh, right. But I'm yeah. with you. It's just like it didn't really matter either way. Yeah. It definitely, like you could go either way with us because of the delivery of the character and all the characters. For that right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. it's just that's sometimes that that's the. Type of characterization I notice Hollywood goes for is like we're going right. to make the yeah. sensitive guy right gay and so yeah I was just yeah. kind of curious if anybody else was slightly confused by that but I guess not <laughs>
0: well it, I I chalk it up to Ray being very much Ray yeah in his yeah. like vulgar yeah. like impatient and vol I don't want to say volatile because then there's Harry but um just impatient and kind of yeah. chaotic nature mm-hmm. um.
1: I, I will admit that since I've seen this, since I saw this for the first time, um, I have become like most where I've become adapted to uh, subtitles. Mm. And we watched <laughs> yeah. this as a rip, and I oh I really had to pay attention. Like what the hell are they saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm I I usually don't have a hard time working
2: out thick Irish accents, but this time yeah it was a little tough. <laughs> I think I've, <laughs> I've been watching the point so... where I can go ahead, yeah i was just gonna say i've reached the point with consuming so much like british media yep, and like yeah that i am <laughs> i am just like to that point where it's you know the same as anything but i remember being like that years ago with needing to turn on subtitles on mm-hmm. some stuff so
0: yeah but. like especially at the weird thick irish accents with everything else it's just like wow i'm really picking yeah. up on all of this i think it's like all those like game like british game shows i've been watching on youtube lately but same <laughs> kind of it's weird because like i had a moment once and this was back when i was watching a lot of like british comedies and doctor who where there was a person that like there's a there was this person in this group i was hanging out with that was chatting and everything like that and someone made the comment like like yeah he's he's foreign exchange like he's came over the states to go to college at uh he's actually from uh london or whatever and i'm like he is i'm like yeah he had an accent i'm like i did not notice (laughs) at all (laughs) I'm like oh, <laughs> I got used to that apparently. So, yeah. but I won't lie, um, Joe. There's occasionally, depending on the accent, that sometimes it gets a little bit more difficult, like the Cockney accent.
2: Yeah, Into yeah. Yeah, the um, what do Southern you call it? Northern. The northern accent that they use because uh, all the characters in the the new the new three seasons of Doctor Who are based out of Sheffield. So like northern, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, is is tough at times and especially when the sound mix is so bad like it often is on that show for some reason yeah. but um <laughs> we'll get we'll not get into that right now um
0: yeah it, it that's actually a, that's like,
2: another podcast yeah <laughs> we were uh diving into the third act and 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 joe's comment about um uh Brendan gleason's care uh, gosh i lost the names uh ken's uh sexuality (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, has me thinking about the scene in the end with uh him and ray fines when they're they're like kind of last seen together when uh he confesses that he loves him and i always thought i thought it as like a brotherly like you brought me into this business world friends kind of thing but if you're reading it the other way it could totally you know (laughs) maybe maybe it's a, a different scene altogether there but um yeah but again the whole movie is yeah, about so. that in between so <laughs> right right gray area so who knows
0: uh, but it, i mean but... it was very interesting for ken i it, it kind of really painted ken's like the corner that he was in where mm-hmm. he's just like he's protecting uh ray and we've seen him with ray so we expect that but when actually interacting with harry and that brief again we'll have this movie does it with its this the subtle bits with its narrative revealing mm-hmm. so much of like they clearly like he and Harry clearly have a history and connection when the business started yeah. and so forth where they can have well, a certain dialogue
2: a much deeper relationship than like the boss stooge thing you think is going on most yep. of the time like all this, you're like mm-hmm. oh wait they're like old friends and he like considers him like he's a yeah. confidant and like there there's this even Harry who is you know certainly out of the three of them the one that's definitely more about getting the business done and having to do what he has to do kind of thing um, he's having a, a a tough time with the idea that he has to you know knock off Ken here because there so there's obviously some um you know relationship. Well, yeah. there Well,
1: notice and when it's... when Harry arrives, he's like making a beeline to go to Ray's room and kill him, and he sees Harry at the cafe and he stops and joins him. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna talk yeah. first. Like, that's those are the little kind of details that are peppered throughout this that yeah. really help develop these characters i, I don't even know if as much you develop well there is a character development but it's you're also as we said you know earlier you're learning so much about these characters through these little moments and this you know plot on un- unveiling and uh, mm. broadening throughout the film that it's like another layer of character development like here's the character you're learning more about them but the character's learning about themselves as well yeah it's, it's a pretty layered film <laughs>
0: yeah well like with the interaction uh with harry and ken in the tower um that that moment like you know ken reveals like right away he doesn't hide anything it's just like you know he chose the decision that he did betrayed harry and so forth because he saw a moral decision which was to give ray a chance yeah. not to go down the same pathway as the rest of them did it's so, like he got a taste of it you know if there's an he's feeling bad he has it he should at least have a chance to be a better man no matter yeah. like how terrible he's what no matter how terrible the thing he's done is that you can always make the choice to do better and like try to push that 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 yep. narrative uh and it's one of those things where it's like that bonding moment like harry actually like just shoots Ken in like what the leg I believe it was yeah and then it went <laughs> oh, down You didn't think you He's were going up there to kill him and
1: decides yeah body. I'm going to shoot him in the legs.
0: <laughs> it mean, shows it's... like Harry yeah. being a compassionate person yeah. yeah but and
1: even even when when Ke- uh, Ken goes after him down the stairs and they start fighting over the gun again he shoots it, but it's like in the neck like none of these are like trying
0: to kill him yep well yeah he like shoots that... him
2: enough to get him off of him almost uh, yeah you know
0: what well, was that moment so. where the the one one of the crooks from earlier who was the ex-boyfriend of the love interest with the, who got blinded yeah. by ray earlier by a e- blank eric
2: it's the blind yeah with yeah. that whole
0: reoccurring <laughs> joke was kind of funny um you know tattles and it was in mm-hmm. that moment in the staircase as harry's helping ken down the stairs yeah that like harry knew that ken was going to be willing to kill harry to protect ray and then yeah. like that fight yeah. and then it's just like
2: that's that's another great harry scene and it's kind of jumping backwards but i love the scene between harry and eric where yes. eric tries to because he's after ray and he wants to get he wants to kill ray and raise the you know the guy he's after so eric tries to kind of commiserate with like that fucking guy blinded me and all this i don't remember the exact lines but um and he kind of like tells the story briefly and harry like looks at him
0: and he's like sounds like you deserved it <laughs> like you know <laughs> it's like wait, you went to go it's rob like a, a guy with blanks and then you let him shoot you with take your gun shoot you in yeah. the face i'm like i can't help it that you're how do you what you're a pansy ass or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah
2: well, let's um, talk yeah, about that, the. I think that's the first case, to, one of the first cases of like, okay, maybe Harry's not as bad as he seems either. Like he's, you know. Yeah. But,
0: well, um... they. That's also part of the reoccurring like conversation that earlier that Ken and uh, Ray were having about a man with a bottle. It comes mm-hmm. after you, like. In that whole dialogue, and then later <laughs> yeah. on, when a woman with a bottle comes after Ray, he punches, he clocks her out. Yeah. <laughs> and like his whole thing is like i would never hit a woman unless she had a bottle or she knew karate <laughs> it's yeah. Like it's, again it's one of these <laughs> oh, jokes that keep like, building everything and buildin'. everything that is like
2: uttered in any sentence or, or like anything you see in this movie is going to be relevant and come up somewhere so yeah yes. well and
1: yeah. let's talk about the third act like the ending a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. kind of how it all wraps up because it it, it feeds right into that. All these little comments and these little gags and these jokes and, you know, everything from dramatic, serious conversation to pratfalls all kind of come together. Um, but it's not entirely funny. It's actually yeah. almost oh Final God. Destination-ish, you know, with,
0: like, how everything plays out in... Um, I mean ken sacrifices instantly what comes to mind this movie has yeah. no problem showing gore
2: no no um, no it's got some some a couple of pretty brutally violent moments so mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah and so it's, it seems to always happen to ken right away yeah not in, not exclusively clearly but this third act is very much
1: yeah so when ken gets shot know harry gets out of the tower and he's going after ray Ken crawls back up to the top of the tower on the narrow ledge, and yep. <laughs> the aforementioned narrow ledge, and throws himself. Throws himself over. Um, he
2: sprinkles. He sprinkles his pocket change down first. All the all the coins, because he's bitching about all the coins that he has in his pocket. We remember the yeah. scene at the tower oh, earlier. Oh right, I
0: forgot about that.
2: <laughs> he sprinkles the coins down, obviously, to, to make sure he doesn't like fall on anyone and hurt them or something. So again, Ken being like the big-hearted hitman there for <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: He throws himself off, and then to distract Harry, and
0: essentially, I think it was to call attention to Ray. That's what. uh, That's how I read it. Yeah, and then to get Ray's attention that he was in danger. Ray shoots, or Harry shoots Ray a bunch of times,
1: but one shot goes stray and uh, hits Jimmy. yeah so it's a, repeat, a it's a repeat it's
2: a repeat situation of the priest assassination where he yeah. unloads a bunch of shots into ray and it passes through ray and blows jimmy's head off he's well he's dressed as a little boy yeah <laughs> like a school well, boy yeah. and this
0: this this was like a conclusion to again something that was slowly built one uh harry being offered uh explosive rounds dum-dums Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. to telling ken like hey you know ray shot a boy if that was me i would have taken myself out on the spot because you don't kill kids you know a Mm -hmm. strong moral character well and i should say more so that his that's his strong moral code because again this movie is just like balance it doesn't mean you go for one thing or another and then of course then the final conclusion of jimmy going like yeah they changed my character to a schoolboy. Um, And then watch it all just go together. Harry thinks that he's killed a child,
1: and so he takes his own life.
2: And that's crazy, because Ray was going to tell him,
0: too, like, no, no, it's not what you think. He's like, ah, you
2: got to do what you got to (laughs) do. You got to stick to your, what does he say, stick to... Something I don't know. Stick not to stick your, to your guns, is it's it? Not stick to your guns, but it's no, it's something like that. Stick though. to your
0: principles, I think it is, yeah. or something like that.
2: Something like that. So basically, because yeah. he said he said that earlier, you know, he he said that that's what he would do earlier, so that's what he's got to do, and that's just what Harry's like, you know, through all the time you see him on screen. All three of the characters, and then we'll get to the last one of them, but um, all three of our main characters have some pretty great last lines in this movie. Uh, <laughs> ken's last line after he's thrown himself off and uh he gets he talks to ray briefly like you know harry's coming he's he's coming down to get you right now take my gun and uh ray says something back to him he goes i'm gonna die now all right (laughs) just
0: like i think uh, i'm dying i think i'm gonna die now yeah yeah (laughs) something like that basically so yeah Uh, but it was very like ken it's very much ken in this delivery yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and then
2: then Harry's—you got to stick to your convictions or whatever he says. Um, yeah, the actual line, and then yeah. So we should talk about what Ray's final line, which is a little bit of voiceover. The, the movie starts with a, a brief bit of voiceover mm-hmm. um, that we kind of get and kind of ambiguously from Ray. From Ray, we don't know it's Ray yet, but um, and then we go back to that voiceover at the end and. We get, as he's being loaded, he's been shot many times. I don't even know how many times at, at this point. And he's I mean, one of the rounds definitely a... went
0: through and destroyed Jimmy's head, so it has to yeah. really fucked him up somehow.
2: Yeah, and uh, so we see, you know, we see the remaining living characters as he's kind of paraded by everybody and put into an ambulance. We see Chloe, we see um, some other faces, and uh, Not he Jimmy's. just kind of says the, like, yeah not jimmy's 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 face is gone um yeah and i wish i i should probably look these things up or write them down verbatim but something along the lines of i really wish i would have lived or i really was really hoping i i could live <laughs> or really hoping i pulled through or something along those lines and mm-hmm. uh yeah, on that, like, you just get, like black, just, and end of movie, like, just, like, I think it's like, so he like, just
0: didn't want to die in Bruges, I thought was the last bit. Yeah. It's like, I just really didn't yeah, want to yeah, die in Bruges. Because it was like, you know, he being there forever be hell. He wraps
1: up
2: a bunch of stuff, hell. and then, like, yeah, yeah. being there forever would be hell. And it, it, and it ties right into what he's talking about in the voiceover in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, that thought is continued, so, it's like, we're getting a little wraparound from that as well so everything just tied in a nice little bow like this movie does over and over again and uh yeah I well it's I can't, nicely done so.
1: I can't think of many films the only one that really comes to mind is back to the future that has this degree of like the script is tight this story is tight everything is very you know like tight, like you're like like nothing nothing is wasted yeah every yep. everything comes
2: around like everything gets brought back up um, I mean, I can't think of yeah. anything. Right down to like what we talked about, like the pocket change. Brendan Glees mm-hmm. or uh, Ken having a, he, the guy wouldn't take his coins, so he's got that pocket full of yeah. coins. That one I Belgian missed. Coins. The fact that you pointed that out and was like, like interesting <laughs> like, to me. It like, everything, what? just every little thing, comes back to have some relevance. So yeah, it's well, it's, it's incredible cool. screenwriting.
0: Well, the movie uh, going back to like what was brought up, what I brought up earlier, and then, uh. Eric wisely stopped me. Um, but now that we are at the end, like it like I said yeah, before, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's um it really leaves it up to you, the viewer, to judge what fate happens to Ray. Like, after everything's said and done, do you feel like Ray deserves to live? Do you feel like Ray still deserves to die? Like, are you a Ken who thinks that people deserve second chances to be better people? Or are you a Harry who who is so rigid like there is no uh gray area it's black and white and you have to die uh and automatic you know what i mean like so i think that's why the ending is what it is is like you don't get like you don't get uh a satisfying conclusion you get to choose it that's the way i want it it.
2: well and also if we if we're looking at bruges as as a sort of purgatory which is certainly not an if because they they very much you know paint that picture for us literally with the heronis bosch painting um they i mean the the escape from purgatory is is you know through that through death like everybody that gets a redemption ends up at, at the end of this you know yeah dead in a way or another um I mean, I I mean read the it thing as, that you mentioned college. at the
0: end was us, the viewers here, in Ray's last confession.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, yeah, essentially him saying, like, "Fuck, I
2: didn't want to die in Bruges." <laughs> like, this right. I, yeah. I really but the way I that
1: they're the way they're carrying him past Eric and Marie and Chloe, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you're, like you know, mentioned you're seeing the faces of all the people that you had that are still alive that are still in mm-hmm. purgatory as you're being right. escorted out, you're, you know it's as as uh and ken calls it early it's the in-betweeny place
2: yeah Uh, interesting note all three of those characters are still alive at the end are people that are from bruges so yeah i don't know if that makes a difference but yeah they're still in there (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. nobody gets out alive it's uh and so yeah i i actually interpreted it that he was passing on like he was dying i did too
2: um but, but that could be you know, like Ryan said that could just be the way I look at the world I don't know like it's re- it, it is reflexive like I think you could you could make a case for you know anything but, well
1: yeah because I don't think the personally I didn't take it that you know the the goal of this movie was to escape this city the the goal is to reconcile
2: yep yeah yeah everybody's reconciling with something yeah yeah
1: and he he did. I mean, the fact that he tries to warn Harry or tell Harry, no, that's not you know, that's not a child. You know, he there there's there's some kind of because here's a guy who's trying to kill him, shot him, goes to kill himself, and he tries to stop him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, you don't I'll have to it. do an unnecessary killing. Right. It's
2: not a child. It's a
0: racist dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't quite get that out. So. <laughs> so. and you know we would have oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah way <laughs> he tangents but no i yeah, think right, um, yeah it's uh i think it's it, it makes it a really good movie it's a, mm-hmm. it's yeah let should we grade it is there any last thoughts yeah for anyone
2: yeah i think we're yeah we're there i think uh got okay. made it all the way to the end it's it's time yeah. so what do you guys oh. think it's uh, this is one yeah i
1: i'm glad
2: we had this one on the list and uh, this was a listener pick right yes it was yeah and this one uh i know that somebody outside of just us voted to get this one on so uh thank you tony rodriguez thanks for, tony uh, yeah. yeah definitely saying to get in bruges on the show it was a great rewatch uh in my book so i'll get to that in a second yeah
1: yeah i really enjoyed rewatching this one and i don't i think when i first saw it i just thought it was a, a quirky kind of a fucked up Dark comedy. Um, maybe I just like wasn't Pee paying Reeves attention. Playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think I really paid attention to it enough when I saw it the first time to really pick up on a lot of these these cues. I was just watching it, you know, from like a strict entertainment perspective. But I can see how this is brought up in film appreciation classes, and yeah, this is one of yeah. the just sharpest uh, scripts I've I've seen put on film in a long time. Uh, you've got likable characters, incredible performances. Um, I mean, we all know that, that Colin Farrell is a very, very talented actor, but this is before he was right. doing a lot of heavy prosthetics. Um, yeah. Brendan Gleason as well is Brandon a Brandon Gleason. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors anyway, so I, I mm-hmm. was totally on board. Uh, and then, yeah, you kind of only learn that, that Harry is Ray Fiennes kind of in the third act, which is kind of a fun reveal. <laughs> um, beautiful scenery. This is just incredibly beautifully shot uh the dialogue is fast and witty it's thought-provoking um, yeah i have no problem giving this one an a plus
0: f- what do you think ryan well uh i definitely uh had the advantage of being a student in a film studies course to see this <laughs> i would have not seen this on my own Uh, so it's actually good occasionally to be forced into things here I am on this podcast confessing that Um, but I do I I did have the advantage of like I already had to like study this and write it down in a paper so I was coming around to it I was actually quite excited to watch it again Um, and it did exactly the same emotional uh, kind of like joy feelings of joy and appreciation uh and seeing it a second time even more so like uh picking up on some of the cues and the subtleties and still missing some because i totally missed that coin thing uh <laughs> as well as like the th- the concept of purgatory i will anymore. admit it didn't
2: even come to me until we were talking about
0: it so that's a... it, it, as long as it hits you right <laughs> like any good drug as long as it hits you you're okay uh right. as well as the the purgatory from like Joe. Point out much earlier on. It's just like these themes. It's like these. This this movie gives. This movie will keep giving, uh, and even after you're said and done, and you learned everything you got from it, you can still just watch and enjoy it. Just because it's like watching an old conversation among friends. Um, you can get a lot out of this movie. This movie is again easily an A plus. I'm with Joe on that. Like no doubt. Uh, Heavily recommend. Again, forcing. Yeah. If if you don't think that this is a movie that's for you, I beg to differ. You'd be quite surprised mm-hmm. that it could be, unless you don't yeah, like yeah. watching uh, uh geese and fucking explode like a fucking pile of watermelons, because they totally show a man hit, impact the fucking yeah. ground. Uh, yeah. and it's that's a, a distur- horrifying thought.
2: Disturbingly realistic fall lar- you know, large fall. Which unfortunately, I've seen some videos of some like real ones, and it, that actually kind of happens, and it's disturbing so in this yeah. uh yeah in this uh movie
0: it's very realistic fall but anyway yeah yeah so yeah other than that i think it's, <laughs> it's definitely up anybody's alley you can really enjoy this yes
2: yeah and i'm gonna do a lot of echoing but but first i uh i do have to say something about well we said a lot of really great things about martin mcdonough's script but i think it's really interesting my 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 favorite thing about this is Martin McDonough has made the student film everybody I went to film school in the early 2000s wanted to make. It's a movie about hitmen. It's a movie about, you know, <laughs> Europe. Like, it's, like, I don't know. just has, like, every one of the cliches that, like, every pitch you heard from some, like, mid middle-class white guy, wanted what he wanted to make his, like, thesis film about was this movie. But he does it, and he pulls it off, like, brilliantly. It's not this, like, you know, like pastiche crap that we were getting pitched in like film school it's, it's it's i don't know it's just it's an incredibly good movie so just an just an interesting like uh everybody in the early 2000s especially if you were like middle class midwestern white person wanted to make a movie about a hitman with feelings so that was uh for some reason something we we heard too much about but that doesn't diminish this movie because it's just done so well and anyway it's it's great it's a great script it's just kind of Perfectly quirky, darkly funny movie. Uh, it helps that it, its rewatchability is like a hundred percent because of the way, just how tight the script is and how everything just kind of fits. All the puzzle pieces fall together so nicely.
0: I mean, if people can um, rewatch
2: The Office, they can easily rewatch this. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I was super happy when this one came back up because I remember liking it a lot, and it just—it's—it's it's even better the second time. I'm sure it's even better as you get to know it because uh, it's, a, it's a dense movie it's got a lot of good things going on but it's not dense in a way that's distracting it's still very funny and light in a lot or of places or hard to even get through like, yeah yeah. you can pick up on the purgatory and all the like really deep messages that are going on in this, or you, you, you don't have to, you could just enjoy the like, <laughs> you know, witty banter and the jokes. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot of, so it works on so many different levels. And I think that's really at the end of the day, what makes a incredibly great movie is that kind of, it, it could appeal to people in so many different ways. And yeah, it's kind of a masterpiece in a way. It probably should have won a lot more awards than it did. It got some nominations, but yeah, um... mm. Yeah, it's it's a really great movie. That yeah, this one's a triple A, AAA, which is we said we've been given those more often lately. It was super rare on this podcast, but I think we've had two or three in the past like few months that are triple A. Oh we've a got movies, a few so. more surprisingly. Oh. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, right. we need to start yeah, watching is... more shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> like yeah, literally more some... shit.
0: I'm fine yeah. with watching good movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm fine with you... watching with bad movies that are oh, so bad. Yeah, I'm not good. complaining, uh. but well, Joe, you must be on no Atlantis.
2: If you are speaking of watching some shit, but yeah, anyway,
0: that's if Atlantis. you want to feel but dry, this man. yeah,
2: this movie was definitely an A plus, and it, it's not only a really great movie; it was probably one of the best of this decade, like I in my book. Like it's just it's that oh, yeah, enjoyable, easily. it's that well put together, and yeah, I, I think know. this I'll is a watch, movie that's I'll be important watching this to one again.
0: demonstrate like, cinema in yeah, general. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a good yeah. movie that just go down in history so. with cinema. Like, Highly this, recommended. Yes. Yes. Especially if you're like an early uh, you know, aspiring film student, mm-hmm. I think for damn sure.
2: Yeah, especially yeah. a screen if you're if your aspiration is screenwriting, check this out because this is like yeah. about as tight a script as you're ever going to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cuz you can we it would... shows just how much how how much you can do with so little, which is mm-hmm. interesting given the pandemic like watching projects that were made during the pandemic because now they're coming out more frequently and there's this weird feeling like oh Mm -hmm. you can tell that this was made during the pandemic and it's just like uh this could have been made during the pandemic like the way like how little like is actually going how less uh, how little people are little people jesus Mm -hmm. ryan (laughs) how little people are interacting like there's not a lot of people and not a lot it's one location yeah,
1: but we would love to hear what any of our listeners think of in Bruges. Uh, did we leave anything out that you uh, wanted us to talk about? Please feel free to drop us a line at the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail dot com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Pod or on Facebook at our main Video Junkyard Podcast page. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing
2: any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms. I almost forgot it.
0: <laughs> almost, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: if you like what you hear we do have a Patreon page and we would appreciate your support for the podcast there's a couple of different peer, uh, tiers of membership and uh, both come with uh, exclusive perks and uh, yeah head over to patreon.com slash podcast and check that out as always I want to thank our uh patreon family uh thank you scott stewart and tony rodriguez for who picked our movie this evening um for being members of our patreon family and we'd like to grow the family head over to patreon and uh check that out see if you're interested in making a small donation to the show if not no big deal i'm just happy you're here and uh listening to the podcast and coming up in uh the next couple of weeks we have uh I think that was the the final of our um, audience picks. Uh, next week, we're going to move on to um, something new, and we're going to be watching Dogma.
0: I was going to say, we're moving from we Purgatory Kevin to straight-up
2: Dogma. Yeah, Dogma, <laughs> and uh, followed by another Kevin Smith movie, uh, Chasing Amy. And then we're going to be checking out The Convent, which is one that Joe has brought to my attention mm-hmm. that I was not familiar with. I'm looking forward to checking that one out, so
0: look at that shit-eating grin Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and then uh, (laughs) definitely uh, get your keep your audience picks coming in I'm thinking uh, since we're doing this like kind of three-tiered picking system that we need since we do one every week we probably need a fourth pick and maybe we'll throw some audience picks in on that fourth week Uh, instead of doing a month of them like we have been the past couple years maybe throwing one in every few weeks or every you know once a month would be cool so anything you think would be a good fit for Video Junkyard Podcast reach out to us at the aforementioned places. And uh, we'd love to get your favorite uh, forgotten movie on the podcast. We want to thank you once again for listening. And if you've enjoyed please feel
1: free to uh, share around. And until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel.
2: It's an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object! on Twitter, at VideoJunkPod, and on Instagram as VideoJunkyardPodcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.